Texas bitch, I hope she got it. Come fuck with me, you know I got it. Welcome in, you are in fact listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz special podcast with Mikey, mate, fuck with me, you know I got it, that is the tune that was playing when we rolled into the Craig's Investment evening the other night because all the boomers and the white haired people had all their fucking cash and their flash cars parked out the front and they were just basically singing fuck with me, you know I got it. (laughs) I think there was a little bit of uh, fear in the room though, eh? I think a lot of people were turning up to know... Try and figure out whether they should just um, cash out. <laughs> Liquidate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. It was a, it's interesting. I've seen photos of those events and I've never been, so it was good to be able to go. I often watch the presentation. I get sent it because I have my KiwiSaver with Craig, so I get access to this sort of client portal. Yep. Um, but yeah, a very notice, noticeable fact that we were probably the youngest in the crowd and sitting front row was probably not smart from us or very strategic. I think people were like, what the hell are these guys doing? They probably assumed we'd be straight to the bar at the end, but we didn't even have a beer. Nah, we got straight out of there, eh? I think yeah. it was um, it was, it was was good to hear a few of Mark's points and, and I was more interested in the way he thinks, to be honest. Yeah. I quite like that, learning that about him but um, or hearing bits about it. But um, I think... Um, it's stuff that we knew. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, it was all pretty much in line with all of the information that we can gather online already. Yeah. it does. I reckon if you didn't want to get involved in learning about economics and the markets and things, that would be a really good thing to go to every quarter or whenever they put it on and learn. So if you know someone that invests through Craig's, hit them up and say, hey, you want to know when they do the local roadshow in your area and go along with them. Well, that's their, that's their product, right? It's yeah. like, I give you my money. You look after it and try and make more out of it, and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. So, and they're one of the best at it. So, and Mark Lister, he's the head of research, I think, might yeah, be the head term. Of research, yep. Twitter, LinkedIn. He writes for the Herald, I see, but behind a paywall. They reckon a lot of people pay for that. I don't. Nah. Try not to go on their website, but sometimes I comment on Twitter and ask him what it says. <laughs> oh dear. I think often um, the summary of the article that's behind the paywall ends up coming out via the Craig's website so here's two good publications if you do want to learn more go onto the Craig's website and maybe sign up for the newsletter you probably get all the information that we get but you'll probably just get it a little bit delayed but who cares mm. uh, unless you're trying to stay right on the ball and then make investing decisions based on that but also Jarden uh, J-A-R-D-E-N they've got a head of just about everything and they put out content it's usually behind a paywall as well but they house all of their videos on Vimeo I don't know if Vimeo have like a secret. It's, it might not be hidden behind anything, so you might be able to find those. And this next TV3 reporter, I think that's the head of their content maybe. It could be the title, Madison Reedy maybe, and interviews a number of the people and then tells them to kind of break things down into simple terms. So Jarden and then also Craig's if you want to get some insight into some of the things happening in New Zealand and around the world as well. But did you did you learn anything on the night, mate? Um. My favourite take was his political part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one that seemed to stick with me the most. Yeah, that was... Uh, do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, so basically someone said um, a question at the end along the lines of, would this would the debt situation in New Zealand get better or would Nation, if National had got in at the next election, would the government debt be reduced? Or And then it sort of dragged on into, will National win and... Will it make New Zealand a better place? Mm. And uh, his view was basically along the lines of 
if Jacinda wins, uh, loses the next election, that would make her the most unsuccessful Prime Minister of the MMP era because we had Jenny Shipley, she did three terms, Helen Clark, three terms, John Key, three terms, and if Jacinda loses the next one, she's only done her two. And then he said, do you think she's less popular than all of those people? And everyone was sort of like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I just found that really a really interesting way to look at it because there's all sorts of media shit that goes on and polls and, you know, I think National's winning polls at the moment. but And then at the end of the day as well, he said if National gets in, nothing will probably change, so <laughs> nah. it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> Might just delay so, some, yeah. some tax increases. Yeah, but I found that a really interesting way to look at that. Um, and then the other one is because I'm in the mortgage game, when someone asked him about interest rates and where he thinks they can go and, and things like that, and um, he shared a similar view to me I'd say I th- my um, and we we sort of spoke about this in the car on the way home was that he thinks they're going to keep raising them obviously for now um, but it really if they keep going aggressively it's really going to put the brakes on the economy um, obviously raising interest rates means borrowing money is more expensive um, access to credit gets harder and and it costs you more to service that debt and, you know, that means things slow down because you've got mm. debt to pay. And um, he was sort of of the view, and, and he was right to point out that he doesn't know for sure, but if they really ramp this up, it, they'll probably have to roll over if we push into a recession or, or close to or whatever. Um, I think a recession's guaranteed, it's imminent. But, um, yeah, he was saying they might actually have to dial it back without, f- without fixing the inflation problem, possibly. Well, so we're just letting um, let inflation yeah, well you're, run. You're balancing inflation with with economic downturn, and you know that's a fine line. They've got to try and create a, a soft landing there. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sort of of the view of that as well. Except now, like, there's a few guys saying that, and I'm thinking, oh shit! When everyone starts agreeing on something, normally it doesn't happen. Yes, that's <laughs> so, what we spoke about yeah, on the way back too. Yeah, we? so that's like, I mean. I'm hearing quite a lot of guys saying that they're going to have to, they're not going to be able to do the rate rises that they're all saying. Yeah. Which gives me the shits because when everyone starts agreeing, you know. Yeah. It's normally wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I sort of, the way I looked at it the other day is that they're trying to recreate some unemployment, right? So they need people to lose their jobs effectively. Yeah. Well, that's one of them because yeah. it's too tight and it's, I think you spoke about in one of the keep the change emails, right? Like the the wage price spiral can start mm. and it's like then we start chasing stuff and, you know, I put a picture on Twitter today that was people at a gas station that filled up their car and then filled up a whole lot of tote tanks in their boot of their car cause, and that's the mindset of thinking that next week it's going to be more expensive and that's when it spirals. Yeah, um, buy more now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if we have, yeah, I, just, I think if... They fucked it up trying to figure out how to sort inflation, i.e. oh, it's transitory, oh, it's the problem around the world, blah, blah, blah. Then they're probably going to fuck it up trying to fix it too, is sort of my very brief summary. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if maybe they've they've put the brakes on. The, the other thing to point out is that, or that I often think about, is that we're, we're like ahead of America because we started raising our rates right mm-hmm. before them. So going, okay, we need to sort this out. So we got on to raising rates and we were faster and we love to be like, oh, look at us, we're market world leading. Um, so then our market, our New Zealand market started 
tanking because people go, oh, fuck, I don't want to invest in the share market with higher interest rates. And then our, our stock started slowly declining. And now we've waited for America to go through the same transition. And now, like, when the US market starts to go down, our market seems to follow that as well. Yeah. And it's like a double fuck, basically. <laughs> double fuck. That's it. Yeah. Sorry, but that's off topic. But going back to... um. The political piece, I did find that fascinating, and as a gambling person, uh, I quickly jumped on my phone to look at what the odds were, and I noticed that the National Party are currently eighty to win the the next election, and Labour are ninety five. Mm. and I said to you, I wonder if it's smart to, and it's just like much like investing each week, to start betting on Labour to get in. Yeah, well, it's a big thing in the States, right, gambling yeah. on Prime Ministers and Presidents, and so, I mean, yeah, as soon as he presented it that way to me I'm like oh $1.95 sounds so good <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll see because I do I guess the thing there the three things I reckon that could ruin it one Jacinda could leave I don't know like I don't know if I can trust these politicians I saw the other week someone pressing Chris Farfoy about are you staying in politics and he's like oh, I love this and I love being working with you guys the journalists and then t- yesterday Mm. At the time of recording this, he he's a, a politician. You probably don't even know who he is. No, I don't. And he's he's been to, he's gone. And Sorry, he's guys, I'm not really big on politics. <laughs> and after and it came out that after the last election, he told Jacinda, "I I'm I'm done basically." And she was like, "Can you please just give me another year?" And he's basically given eighteen months. Yeah. And so he's gone. And I'm like, well, two weeks ago he was telling the media like, oh, "I love this job and I love you guys." And I'm probably here. why I'm not that into politics because I just think they're all full of shit liars. <laughs> <laughs> so if Jacinda went. Uh, and also, she kind of got in originally through, people kind of forget this, but through uh, Winston Peters. Yes, he was the kingmaker. Mm. And she wasn't him. actually the leader of Labour for long before... I think it was really short. Yeah. Yeah, like two months or something. But now she's in the eyes of a lot of people. Let's stay politically neutral here. Like, he's really crushed it. She's got a second term, and maybe they'll they'll uh, breeze into a third term but it's going to rely on what they do. I just think they're really smart with the way they play the game and they create the narrative. So I think I think yeah, the ninety five is a huge chance. Yeah, I think it is. And I think whether you like Jacinda or not, you can't deny how well she plays that game. Yeah, and a lot of people do. And a lot she of people is. are very, very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I sit back and I don't care about whether it's National or Labour. I just mm. don't rate e- either of them. But like, you can see that she's played it way better. Yeah. And oh, there he is. The other dog's sorry, guys, there. sorry. Um, interesting fact for you too, mate, is that in New Zealand, you can't actually, we can't, the TAB can't offer odds on the election. So that $1.80, that $1.95 isn't actually on the TAB website, just a disclaimer. Yeah. And I can't encourage you to gamble offshore because I can get in trouble for that. But, um, yeah, that's where, in a co- like, a, uh, the legislation around betting in New Zealand, for instance, is limited. And if you did want to have a bet, you'd have to look elsewhere outside of our country because our legislation doesn't actually allow for it. But they can't stop you finding those odds and having a bet on it. But little side note, yeah, piece of education for people there. So I met with the TAB CEO uh, recently, and that was one thing he identified. He's like, how are we supposed to compete with our international competitors when we can't even create the same products that they can, and they can basically pull people in by offering them things that we can't. So uh, also illegal for the international Gambling agencies to advertise into New Zealand—that's illegal. Wow! So most of our gambling New Zealand market, then, eh? Yeah, it's supposed to be a monopoly, and the legislation came in right when the internet was starting to 
become a thing. So it's very outdated. So they thought, fuck, people aren't going to gamble online. Nah, You've got to be kidding. They do. And now they're like, shit, we need to sort this. But yeah, it's been. Yeah, we see people's bank statements with stake and yeah. all these online gambling platforms. <laughs> so they've really buggered that one up. But anyway, um, the other thing I liked, mate, was when he mapped or charted the money printing to inflation. inflation. Yeah, it was that, fascinating. That pretty much debunks everyone that says it doesn't cause inflation. Yeah. That was um, fascinating, an awesome graph. I'd love them to publish that. I'm sure they will at some stage. Yeah. I, I think as a geek, he was just like, oh, yeah, you might like this. It's like the most correlated lines you've ever seen. Eh? I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he had the line up, and then he was like, so he's like, that's money printing in New Zealand. He's like, now I'll overlay it with inflation. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so that I found that fascinating. I guess the other thing, and I'm kind of trying to accept this because, I mean, I figured this out. Back in October 2020, I started writing about this. Um, I think we're going to get taxes, more taxes, because there's he just so much debt. agreed with you there. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he sort of said, you know, I think people get shitty about taxes and increases in taxes because they're like, fuck, is it going to affect me and is it just going to happen real quickly? But he basically said, which I thought was a really good point, just expect it over the next three terms. Mm. And that's nine years mm. So, or, and, and beyond. So, you know, I think, we need to start coming to terms with, okay, who's going to pay the price for this? Um, and we're sort of paying our sins now in terms of blowing everything up with the inflation, so we're paying our sins a little bit, but then also we're going to have to pay back this debt in some form, shape, or accept the consequences of not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, they either have to tax us um, to pay it back or they have to, government has to lower their expenses, unlikely. Very or unlikely. they continue to inflate it away. And, you know, a loaf of bread becomes $10, $15. So there's limited options there. And the one that's probably the path of least resistance is to tax. Yeah. You know. And tax a minority so that the majority agree with it. Yeah. And think, okay, yeah, that seems fair enough. And so it's probably going to be in- income because we had a chance to introduce a capital gains tax, but um, we touchy, were too soft on that. Touchy subject in New Zealand with everyone's bloody wealth tied up in houses. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll, yeah, I don't know if they'll, put that back on the table, but they'll, they'll have to do something. I think um, one thing that we've spoken about is like a windfall tax, right, where they tax a specific industry. Have we spoken about that on a podcast yet? Maybe, Maybe. not. Yeah. Maybe we've spoken about it off the off air, but... Yeah, probably. We basically say, okay, well, the energy industry, you're crushing it, or um, probably not the gambling industry because they're quite tied to household income. Maybe alcohol or something. They're like, who's, who's benefiting? Oh, the supermarkets, for instance. You guys are crushing it due to fucking mm. COVID and stuff. Your profits haven't decreased. Bang, here's a one-off tax of... Um, 10, 15 percent, and then they start to subsidise the rest of the market with yeah, that well, cash. I mean, that's what the Auckland regional tax is on fuel. Mm. It's just Aucklanders because they're the ones that use the fuel and can afford it, so they yeah. got they got tax for that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you'll see little examples of that all over the place, I guess. Eh? Yep, I think so. so. I think it's it's fair to just assume that that's coming and plan accordingly. I think is the saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to figure out ways to earn more, right? Yeah. Um, anything else, mate, from the evening? That was kind of, that was about me. I think what I might do is if I can find a, because I'm sure he'll do a, oh no, I think it says on the slide, it says highly confidential and strictly for Craig's customers. But anyway, sign up to this shit if you, if you want to get it. But I'd highly recommend going to something like that or even tuning in once a year and getting off your phone, just trying to be really focused on it to be like, okay, this person gets paid, I'd say probably in the top tax bracket. Yep. And is advising high wealth individuals in New Zealand about what they need to be thinking about. So go and access that information for free. 
mm. via the website, via the things that they're putting out, sign up to their mailing list, see if you can get the thing that they, they send out like a quarterly update. As it's a magazine, but it comes in a PDF format. They sell, they basically list all the companies on the New Zealand stock market and do they recommend buying, holding, selling, whatever. And you can basically read a very quick blurb. I think it's every quarter. I'm not promoting them or affiliated with them anyway. I'm just basically saying go and leverage off of their information if they're going to give it out. Yeah, it's free research that you didn't have to put the time into, right? Yeah. And, you know, some of the stuff was um, what I thought was going on, but I didn't have the data to work it out. So it was good to know that someone put the effort and time into crunching the numbers and was like, oh, this is where this is going to be and yeah, this is what's happening right now and I think curves are inverting and... I think as well there was the there's always those cool graphs and the data around okay if we have a recession if we have a bear market what are the statistics in terms of likelihood over a long period of time and then again okay what's the percentage increase on the other side when it starts to boom and it's a reminder of okay do I need to be the hero to try and time the bottom mm. or do I just need to try and stay involved to try and get the upswing again? I think that's what a lot of it was about right it was a bit of a pitch to be like um, look if we have a, a shitty time over the next 12 months or 18 months whatever there's light at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah. Because there always has been for the last 100 years plus. Yeah. And that was, a lot of the data was around that, right? So, yeah, it was good. I suppose, biasly, they're going to need to keep people investing too, right? Because they, for sure. that's how they make the cash. For sure. Yeah. Fees and, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think, I mean, that's one of the things we were talking about before, um, is the buy the dip narrative, right? Yeah. And <laughs> trying to catch the falling knife. Oh, or baby. <laughs> We'll get into that. We'll yeah, get into yeah. that. Yeah, so there's uh, trying to understand that dynamic because it seems to have grown on the internet, that movement. Yeah, well, I guess now we've all got access to be a share investor in some way, shape or form, but it's uh, still a very, as Ray Dalio says, it's your, I think you're a better chance of winning a gold medal than basically absolutely crushing it in the stock market over a long period of time, right? Yeah, like, see, yeah, as a, as yeah. a living. Yeah, I mean, it's as, it's as hard to win at the markets um, as it is to win a gold medal at the Olympics. Are you an Olympian? Yeah. That's his thing. What's this dog? Are you an Olympian? I don't think so. Maybe in a previous <laughs> life. Okay, mate. Oh, well, we'll, we'll probably go again uh, at some stage. So in the meantime, we'll we'll keep the people updated on what we're learning along the way. But um, jump on their website and steal some of their, uh, their thinking from the smart people who get paid a shit ton by their customers through their management fees to do it. Absolutely. Fuck with me, you know I got it. Fuck with me, you know I got it.